Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We talk today to Mike Hodgson, CEO of Sabrabi. They've released a press release about a $12 million convertible loan note. And we talk to him about why and what he's going to do with it. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Very well, thank you, Matthew. Thank you very much. So, press release out this morning, $12 million convertible note. Why have you done that? Uh, well, I think everyone will know as Sarabi investors and people have been following us that we've obviously got the, uh, the Karinka project, which uh, we have been advancing, uh, making good permitting progress at the moment. And uh, it's, a, it's a very similar deposit to our, our Polito operation. So, uh, we see it as our obvious um, quick uh, organic growth, uh, say working through the permitting process. And one thing that we do have is uh, is a license to start the underground operation. And uh, that's something we're eager to do. Uh, one outstanding condition on that has been, of course, we have a final payment to make to the company we purchased the asset from called Equinox. They were called Anfield in the past, but they've since become Equinox. And we owe them basically $12 million. And I, I think the stumbling block is Whilst we're eager to start uh, our, our underground operation at Coringa, it's something which we wouldn't be comfortable doing until we fully, fully own the, the asset. So uh, the payment will be used to actually settle the final payment to Equinox, um, which is going to be happening, uh, all being well, end of February. Fantastic. Okay. And you also have a little bit of debt with Sprott outstanding. Are you going to be tackling that or is that something you can roll on? Well, the good thing about this $12 million convertible loan is it allows us to, it frees up us to use our own cash. We've been running up our cash flow quite nicely during 2019. We opened the year with $8 million and we ended the year with over 14. So we've been building up cash. The whole idea was trying to, to, to the, the original intention was to actually build up that cash as much as possible to actually make the Equinox payment. But instead, <clears throat> we'll use that cash to... Uh, to pay off Sprott and actually end that uh, end that debt uh, as well, which is sitting around sort of a little over six and a half million dollars. We'll pay that out of cash flow. That's mm -hmm. what this convertible loan allows us to do. It liberates our cash to do that and continue with our various work programs uh, at Polito, including uh, and Sao Chico, where we're drilling a lot to try to increase the resource and, of course, to fund that underground development, which we're going to do at Coringa in the first, uh, well, probably from Q2 onwards in, in this coming year. Okay, can we just, again, for benefit of people who are not quite uh, as financially literate as yourself, explain what a convertible is. It's, it, it's a debt instrument, but what are the terms that you have attached to this instrument? Okay, well, a convertible loan is essentially money where a, um, a lender um, uh, puts money to the company on the condition that over a term, and in this case, 16 months, they have the right to then buy, take shares at a pre-agreed price, the exercise of price, which will be set as at the beginning of the loan. In other words, the next few days, they've got a, they've got the right to actually acquire those shares at a fixed price at the end of the term. They may want to be converted, so in in this case, it would be fairly close to the market price, uh, but they could choose to actually get paid back in cash instead. So the term is based on. Um, the company will be able to demonstrate that they can actually pay the money back in cash as well, which 16 months, the cash flow is strong enough to actually be able to do that. But we would obviously expect um, the conversion to the Greenstone to take the week in, in shares. Right. So this is a, it's at their election. If your shares are moving up or they feel your shares will move up, they will probably elect to take shares um, or they could just trade it as pure debt and you repay that back at the end of the term. 
which would require you well potentially well if you've got cash it's fine or perhaps you could refinance if if, if that, you want that's correct that's correct exactly exactly right. that okay yes, okay exactly that. so it's an it's an interesting device which you know some 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 juniors use did you look at the option of equity because if i imagine last year or towards the end of last year it was a tricky period for equities and you know i think most companies were being asked for 10 15 percent discounts i mean did you have those conversations we we did i mean we um last year started um i mean production wise we had a terrific year and as i just said we we generated cash we generated six seven million dollars during the year which is a great effort mm. uh and we we but we had some bad we had some sort of a, a poor share price performance in q2 when we had two shareholders one an institution in London and one a private uh, borrower, of, a lender of some time ago, investor of some time ago, both selling their positions. And that really took, a, took our share price through uh, an all-time low of 20, well, all-time low for the last three or four years of 23p. So at that point, equity was absolutely out of the question. Despite that, we, we did see a price recovery during the year. We had some, uh, I suppose, one thing Sarabi, like many a junior, has suffered over the years is, is liquidity. Uh, we did actually find see a lot of on this gold run in the second half of 2019. We saw a lot of retail investors coming to the stock, and that really drove the price up. And for once in uh, in in quite a while, we had some real liquidity. Share price went back up to about sort of, I suppose, in the 70, 80p range, which certainly brought the the prospect of equity uh, into question. Um, but having investigated it, speaking to our brokers, the board. Uh, major shells uh, generally, it was still expensive money. I mean, most of the equity deals kicking around were still offering, I mean, sometimes 20% discount to the market. So it was still going to be quite an expensive um, way of doing this. So Greenstone, they've, they're fairly new investors with us. They've been very supportive. Uh, they offered the convertible loan. So uh, it seemed for uh, our existing shareholders, including them, it was definitely uh, a favorable and the cheapest money and, and the best option to take. Right, okay. Well, it's nice to have options on the table. Um, and quite an endorsement by Greenstone. And again, for people who don't know who Greenstone Indeed. are, they're a very technically, uh, geologically technical uh, team or fund in London. Um, this takes their position up, well, 37.8% potentially or some, something like it. Um, yes. So quite an endorsement from them. Uh, you must be pleased to have them on board and supporting you. Absolutely. No, they, they take a big uh, um, uh, sort of um, role in our company in terms of uh, we have regular technical discussions. They offer a lot of support. They've got a good uh, sort of engine room of sort of uh, people that we can call on as well. And when we've uh, certainly when uh, we've looked at other things as well. So it's always very useful. They've, they've also got a huge sort of reach in terms of um, uh, things that the company could be doing as well. So they're super helpful. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's good to have a... a um, shareholder of that type of caliber um, in, the, in in our stock. Well, smart money with deep pockets. Very nice. Um, okay, so, th so that's the finance side. And, I, you know, as I say, I think perhaps, you know, people were struggling with equity and from some of the numbers that you've quoted today, that perhaps, you know, oh, oh, that was a nice option to have. Probably you've made the right call there, it would seem. Can we talk about what you're actually going to do with the money, though? You know, you've got, you've, we, you've talked in the past about, obviously, getting Karinga into, into production. I want to talk about that. I also want to look at what you've been doing at Polito and um, Sachiko, because you've got, you've talked about, again, about exploration in the past. So what's happening this year with this new restructured Sarabi Gold company? 
Yeah, well, we we've, we we are really, really busy at the moment. We're doing a, a, a there's a heck of a lot going on. Uh, where do I begin? Right. Okay. The operation itself. I'll just quickly talk about our results of last year. Uh, we had a great year. We 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 broke forty thousand ounces for the first time ever, which was uh, a huge, great achievement. We did a we ended the quarter the Q4 with another ten thousand ounce quarter, which is really pleasing. So that means five out of the last six quarters have broken 10,000 ounces. So we really are in regime, established at 40,000 ounces, very steady, um, which is not something you usually see with a small producer. It's very consistent. Uh, grades are very solid. Production throughputs are going well um, at the mines. That We still remain a plant-constrained operation, which I'll come on to in a moment, which is something we're doing about that. But it is still, it's been, it was very, very pleasing. And we expect this year certainly going forward to be more of the same, with the exception that the, the good news is, which I've talked to in the past, we have our ore sorter, which is uh, being commissioned as I speak. And I'm actually going out uh, very quickly next week to site to see this machine working. It's, uh, we're commissioning it right now. We've got the manufacturer, <coughs> excuse me, at site. Uh, we're calibrating that. Uh, now, the, the effect of this ore sorter is the, the most diluted ore that we've got, which is generally the Polito development ore, and some of the lower grade stope ore, we can pass this material through this ore sorter, which essentially removes waste, either by optical, by color, or by, by density. Now, we are, we are a plant-constrained operation. Our, our restriction is the milling section, which is around 550 tons per day. So if the grade is sitting normally around seven, eight grams, that means at the end of the day, your maximum output is around 40,000 ounces. The ore sorter is going to sort of screen out some of that waste rock which is currently entering the process plant and will actually liberate some space so we can actually add more higher grade ore and get that plant processing the same volume but at a slightly higher grade so if the grade can go up from say eight to ten we can squeeze that plant to get something like 45 46 thousand ounces out of it next year this year sorry as opposed to last year that obviously um might not sound a lot but it's 10 15 percent more it goes straight to the bottom line literally additional mining cost is there but the additional processing cost is not so uh, it makes a huge amount of sense it's a it's, it's a way of making our little plant squeeze our little plant and get a few some more answers out of that so that's going to be a, a great plus in the actual operations so that's mm -hmm. ongoing at sao chico which is our sort of satellite ore body uh we feel that's probably the place where the extra production mine production will come from to actually take up the slack i've just talked about add the add these extra ounces of, of higher grade or and we're drilling there at the moment and have been drilling for uh, for around sort of two months now. And that will continue for the next three or four months. We're doing step out drilling there. It's going very, very well. So we're, we're, we're just literally drilling um, extensions to the current mine limit. So if you can imagine uh, an ore body, it's open to the east, it's open to the west and open to depth. At depth, we're doing underground drilling with a contractor, doing deep underground, um, underground diamond drilling to test the ore body at depth. And we're doing the same on strike from surface with the contractor as well. So that aggressive drill program is going to go on for the rest of the next, for the rest of the first half uh, until Q2 this year, end of Q2, with a view hopefully of doing a new resource update at Sao Chico at the end of uh, end of Q2 Q3. But most importantly, it's going to allow us to actually run out our mine plan a little bit longer, and that's that's the key there. We also have a Sao Chico. Um, outside the mine limits, but in our exploration license area, some really exciting uh, geophysics anomalies, which we actually discovered back in 2018. We've finally got a, a drill rig on those as well. So we're actually drilling those at the moment. Oh, we're only to our second hole. Those results will be coming out in the next 
two months, uh, two, one to two months. The first whole first results in the next month, I would hope. So we're going to see a steady stream of drill results coming, particularly from Sao Chico, the mine lip, the mine itself, the step out drilling mm -hmm. and drilling IP anomalies uh, during the first sort of half of this year. So all that is being funded out of our cash flow, the cash that we built up last year. That we built, we ended the year with forty million dollars cash in the bank. We're going to pay six and a half million dollars off the sprot, as I said earlier on, immediately uh, our, um, uh, in in the end of next month. And then the rest of the money will be uh, be used along with contributing cash flows. We continue to do that exploration program. Uh, and finally, obviously, is like the whole the real reason we're uh, we, we're doing the convertible loan is the work as well at Coringa. We have the mining license now. Coringa, uh, our satellite, uh, sorry, our, our, our new asset, which we're going to bring on stream hopefully in the next uh, eighteen months. We're making great progress on the permitting. We are very close to getting the um, the first license, the most important license, the most difficult license to get, which is called the preliminary license. That is uh, conditional upon a public hearing, which we're going to have. That date's now been set. It's on the 6th of February. Uh, that's when all the stakeholders go uh, to a public meeting, which is uh, in the region. It's important it's in the region because it's uh, it's in the town where Sarabi is already one of the biggest employers, and therefore we are a, we're a big fish in a small um, a small pond. Uh, we've got great sort of local support. Uh, one really important note is that on December the 6th, we actually got a sign-off from Bunai. That's the indigenous, uh, that's, the, that's the federal agency for indigenous communities, which uh, these days one can Im you can imagine in the Amazon, um, that is a very important group of people, which you really do need their support. And they actually signed off with full support for the project. Um, that there'll be no negative impact for them, and in fact, positive. So that was a tremendous mm -hmm. uh, piece of news for us, which means we'll go into that public hearing um, well, uh, in well well placed uh, all being well uh, the public hearing will go well and we'll get the the preliminary license on the back of that that is the hardest license and that is the license there which you're going to get stopped you'll get stopped on so we feel pretty confident we've made the project pretty watertight we've got no tailings there anymore we've got a with that uh, all the uh, environmental impact studies etc and our plan will be to actually not use tailings and actually dry stack tailings so again it's a uh, it's as good as it can be. So we feel very confident um, on the back of that uh, meeting on February the 6th, we will have okay. uh, we'll have some, we will have positive news. And just to finish on that point, so the, uh, to, to back that up, we already do have the, uh, the license to start the underground mine. So again, we're going to get that underway as soon as possible. And it, it, I think it's important to demonstrate that we are, uh, you know, we're a company that's really committed to the, uh, the project in the region. Um, and again, just getting it started, putting jobs into the local community, at the earliest stage and getting that all important geological information for lenders uh, and equity um, um, down the line. However, we fund, we finally fund the project finance to build it back in the, in the second, in the base, what will be 2021. Uh, we'll have a, we'll just say advance the project and uh, have more confidence on the, uh, on the asset itself. And one other thing we uh, would like to note is our, is our costs. I mean, we've actually managed around uh, uh, probably about 1050 for the year in 20, 2019 with our with our production. Uh, and Coringa is going to bring in uh, uh, an additional 40,000, 35, 40,000 ounces, uh, sim similar costs. But of course, the key thing to remember here is whilst it won't be a direct sort of, there won't be direct operational synergies as it's 200 kilometers apart, there will obviously be 
maintenance synergies, management synergies, um, some shared facilities like assaying, et cetera, assaying facilities. We're, we're trying to locate some of those uh, some of those services between Polito and South Chico in a city called Nova Progresso, which which basically sits equidistant between the two assets, a town of about 40,000 people. So there's a lot of positives there. And that I think those extra ounces will come in sub sort of high, low 900s, which mean overall will be a, an 80,000 ounce producer uh, with around um, uh, sort of an all estate cost of about 950 as opposed to 1050 today. So, you know, with, with today's gold prices and today's exchange rates, that's a pretty nice place to be for a, for a company of our size. Okay. Well, look, um, Mike, the reason we called you was because you had a great year last year. Let's say share price you know, trebled. Can't complain. You finished with a lot of cash in the bank. You're restructuring, it seems, the, the, the your, your financial position at the moment to kind of give you a good start to the year. I guess what we need to see from you is delivery of all of these things, um, you know, getting into production, you know, doubling your production with um, uh, with the, with the addition of um, Karinga. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a case of delivering and doing what you say this year, isn't it, for you? It is, but it's not something we haven't done before. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we it's, it's repetition of Polita. So, um, you know, it, it's it's not, we're not leaving our comfort zone. We're just doing the same again. Step and repeat. Cookie cutter approach. I love it. Well, look, Mike, yes. look, <laughs> thanks for that update. Um, we will stay in touch. And do let us know how you get on with that uh, pre- preliminary permit. As uh, you say, it sounds like a big step for you. And then we'll uh, stay in touch yes, yes. During, the, during the course of the year. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and, of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.